Well, everyone here at the Bike Lab, we're doing a weekend update. It's something we want to start doing a little bit more special on the weekends. Having somebody in to talk to from the cycling community here in Oklahoma. And eventually doing them live, doing some Q&A from people who are actually here. So please pay attention to what we're doing on the weekends. It's going to be a little bit more fun than Monday through Friday and having a good time. Today with us we have Katie Sorrell. I said it right. Yep. I'm trying to make sure I say it right. <laughs> a cyclist in the area. Um, she's leading a lot of very uh, exciting things for women's cycling, but she also is ambitious in her own right, up at 4 a.m. Yep, every single day. Every day riding? Yep, every day. Yeah. So that's a lot more committed than just about everybody else that I know. <laughs> so I just wanted to kind of connect with Katie, give her a chance to talk about what she's doing uh, around women's cycling and what she has going on for her program this year. So first of all, Katie, what, uh, what drew you into cycling? Um, well, I started out as a runner and then I got into triathlons. Mm. And when I was doing triathlons, I found out that the only leg that I was good at was cycling. <laughs> and uh, that was about the time that I went to grad school. Mm. And when I was at OU. Where did you go to OU? Yeah, I went to OU for grad school. I heard about a cycling team that they had there, mm -hmm. didn't know anything about road biking, and um, had a couple of friends who talked to me about road cycling, mm -hmm. and I decided to buy just an old used bike off eBay and focus solely on cycling because I was kind of the only thing that I was good at. So who are some of the people that you are still friends with, that you connected with when you first started riding there at OU? Mm -hmm. uh, Andrew Farmer okay, yeah. and Lexi Sparks, Eric Wilds. And well, they were kind of my core group of friends yeah. at OU that helped me get into cycling. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of other people that you know they kind of left the scene, but they were the ones who really helped me dive I in. Get dive and get started. Yes. Yeah. yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. So then, so you get involved at OU with riding. Mm -hmm. I, I, the triathlon thing I identify with. I actually tried not triathlon, but just swimming for exercise and it really just felt like uh, delayed drowning yeah like same. each lap it was more can I make it there mm -hmm. not in my exercising so I, mm -hmm. I kind of stopped I was terrible at swimming like awful I would be so far behind and I would get on the bike and I could get really far ahead and then I was average at running and everyone would catch up with so you me. Just so stuck, I just you just got rid of the other two and stuck with the yes. bike all right yeah, exactly mm -hmm. well as you got into um, I mean what was the first race you remember? What was, that, what was that experience like showing up to race bikes? So it was, um, OU used to host their own ride or mm -hmm. race for collegiate cycling at mm -hmm. Draper. Okay. And that was my very first race. It was a whopping 25-ish miles. Mm -hmm. I thought it was the longest race of my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was on a really cold day, but Getting into that race, um, it was neat to kind of do, you know, um, race tactics uh -huh. with other females right, in that yeah. race, um, and I loved that part of cycling. Mm -hmm. And so that race and seeing how you can work with other girls to break away mm -hmm. and then just gut it all out at the very end was kind of like it what really got you sucked in, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and that's what I found for people, especially on the on the road side is they, they, don't, they don't not only love the competitiveness as far as the physicality of racing, they love the strategy. Yes. And I've always said that some people show up to road cycling playing checkers and the winners show up playing chess, yeah. right? <laughs> so are you playing the right game even in there? And that, that part of being drawn into it is, is the same, oh yeah, I interviewed on my podcast Andy Chastain this week and he said the same thing. Mm -hmm. He was saying, you know, what really has drawn him in the last couple of years has been just 
knowing how to read what's happening and, and mm -hmm. understanding that and seeing what's going on in front of you. And that's kind of the addictive draw is yep. seeing every, it's kind of you take a puzzle and you wipe the table clean. Let's see how we put these pieces together today. And there's today. so yeah. much that goes on in every single race. Yeah. And it's a very learned skill to understand what's going on and yeah. where you need to be and what to do. And that's yeah. what's really exciting about well, going Continuing with racing, uh, you have a whole new program that you're a part of this year that I think is pretty cool, but I haven't actually heard all the details from you yet. I've like had Instagram direct posts from Elise and others <laughs> trying to not say things too soon. But uh, what, what is that program like and what are you a part of this year? So I um, am a part of the Hoggins Berman um, Ambassador Program this year. Mm -hmm. and I'm glad you said the name first because yes. I, I wouldn't have said it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what they did is they selected um, 11 girls mm -hmm. to be paired with one of the pro racers on their team. Mm -hmm. and. We get all kinds of advice from them throughout the whole entire year, whichever okay. pro that you're paired with. Um, it, it extends their outreach mm -hmm. for women's cycling, but it also gives us an insight about what it's like to be on a pro women's team yeah. and just to help hmm. us grow in our own cycling career. Well, that's you know? kind of, you know, you see a lot of brands doing uh, ambassadorships, mm -hmm. where it's really just like, are you wearing the stuff? Mm -hmm. Can you go ride our stuff and wear our stuff? This feels a lot more like a mentorship. Yes, it is. Um, I've been paired with Peta Mullins, who is my cycling idol. I felt very lucky. And, the, and she is the yeah. Oklahoma City's favorite Australian cyclist. She is. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um, but we have been emailing back and forth a mm -hmm. lot because I have a lot of questions as a cat too, how to race with the cat one and pro women because right. that's kind of who you're pumped with oh, yeah. whenever you're a cat too. And I don't know a lot of the tactics or strategies of how to race with a large group of cat one women. Yeah. Because so a lot of your healthy. races, to be honest, don't have a large group. No. A lot of times it's smaller group. It's what would you say is the average local size of a race that you're in? Maybe ten. Maybe ten. Yeah. Right. So that's a breakaway in a guy's race. Right. Right. And yeah. so your race is really different. So even getting used to that group pack mentality. Yes. So do you do you ever race with the guys? Um, I hope to this year. Okay. I mean, I always race the men's wheeler race, mm -hmm. which is exciting and kind of scary at the same time. Yeah. But um, we've, we all the guys feel the same way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to, that's one thing that PETA actually told me is that I should race with the men as much as I can. Mm. Um, it gives you a better chance to race with a larger group of people mm. and um, be able to see a lot more team tactics that are going well, The dynamics on. would probably shift more mm -hmm. than a smaller group that way. Yeah, so I hope to do that more this year. What I'll say is, I, I, don't, I know you're a sprinter. Yeah. Larger groups are great for sprinters, yeah. right? Because it mitigates a lot of the damage happening to the group, yes. right? Mm -hmm. But smaller groups are not great environments for sprinters, right? Unless mm -hmm. you're just the best sprinter left. Mm -hmm. So that, that could be a change too, seeing how that plays out for you yeah. in the finish of a race. Yeah. Um, but on women's cycling, we're talking about racing with men, but we want a lot of women to be racing. So you can yeah. just race with big packs of women on the mm -hmm. at Wheeler or wherever you're at. You've done, this is your third year organizing a women's ride? Uh, well, we did it really have the women's ride last year. Okay. We kind of ran the women's wheeler as a training race for gotcha. the girls who wanted to start racing who started at the women's only ride. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to pick back up that ride this year. We're going to do some different things uh, that'll have a lot of really fun incentives for women to come out okay. and ride. 
but this will be where can they so if, if someone's watching right now and they want to connect with you and get the details about that is mm -hmm. uh, your personal Facebook or is there any kind of link or can they just leave a comment below maybe and we just yeah. shoot them your information oh yeah you got every every woman out there can friend me on Facebook or follow me on Instagram and send me a message okay. and I'm more than happy to and I'll be sure to tag it up into this video so they can see your yes. name on there and click and kind of connect so they know where the rides are happening and all the incentives so what when you see that women's ride you're doing, what is what is your hope? What do you want to see happen with that? Um, I know that there are so many women in Oklahoma City that ride. Um, and we had a really large group of women that started two years ago for the mm -hmm. first month or so for the women's ride and then kind of dwindled off. But this year, we really hope to keep that large group of women mm -hmm. by doing you know, fun events and maybe hosting the Women's Wheeler a little bit differently this year that'll keep women coming out mm -hmm. throughout the whole entire year. So we don't want it to be just something where women come at the very beginning and then trail off right. by just doing an easy ride all the time. Right. It's going to be different this year and we're hoping that that'll get women consistently out mm -hmm. and then a lot more interested in potentially dabbling into the women's right. wheeler right so that's kind of what we want to do this year is change it up a little bit yeah okay i mean mm -hmm. we're all just kind of learning how to get that yeah. sort of environment to grow too mm -hmm. it takes a lot of different I mean it's an intimidating environment to show up to to it see is. you know you go out there and there's like a hundred dudes in spandex and you're yeah. like okay <laughs> what's happening here yeah that are racing at 25 miles an hour well, all most the time. women are not gonna jump into that right and so it's it, I, I think it's cool that you're trying to find different levels of intensity, different levels of connection and engagement to A, just riding together, but also if you want to step up to having that challenge and that's what drives you. Because mm -hmm. for some people it's that motivation of just being fit and being active and being out, feeling mm -hmm. strong, but yeah. not necessarily having to r grind that strength against someone else's ability. And some people really like that sharpened edge of, let's see who's stronger today. Yeah. And then let's come back tomorrow and figure that out again. Yep. So I think that that's cool you're putting those things together. Now, mm -hmm. I know, I mean, I said I already mentioned, you're up at 4 a.m. a lot training yep. so okay. what has you so why I mean, what do you do after the 4 a.m. workout what, what do you do uh, here in Oklahoma City um, so I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning every day I am normally riding by 5 or 5 30 mm -hmm. and done by 7 30 at the latest and then I own my own business fantastic yep I own my own farmers insurance agency and for the past almost two years I have been working well, I'm also working while I'm getting ready on my computer answering emails before we open at 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. But I'll be at the office at 9, and then I have been working until 8 o'clock in the evening mm -hmm. just to get the business up and running. Oh, yeah. But now we're able to expand starting last week. We're moving into a bigger location. I'll have more employees, so I don't have to work 12 hours a day. 12 hours a day, yeah. All the time. Yeah. But that has been pretty So 12 much hours correct. a day, then how much would you say is your weekly volume of bike training hours-wise? So it used to be a lot more than it is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it shifts that way. Yes, I honestly only ride during the week between an hour and a half to two, two and a half at the most mm. during the week. And then on the weekends, I really try and ride a minimum of three to four hours every Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I see you getting a lot of 100 mile rides on Saturday. Yes, I usually Saturday see that when I'm same. here having a Coke and pizza and realizing it's not the best training strategy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Century Saturdays was our thing. Uh, me and Elise used to do it all the time. Yeah. So I don't really ride that much during the week, but I do a lot of intensity. Right, and yeah. my body responds really well to that. 
Okay. Rather cool. than just going out and spending hours and hours on the road, I found out this past year when I had to start doing more intensity and less hours, my body responded much better. To that? Yes. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Do you have anybody help you with your workouts and training? I do. Um, Jacob White is my coach. He's been my coach now. This is going on, I think, two years, two yeah. and a half years. Yeah. Um, he transformed me from a very novice rider who, when I first started cycling, I would get dropped from every race um, and has made me a completely different racer. Yeah. And he does it in a way where I don't have to ride very much during the week. Well, he focuses on intensity for you. Yeah. yeah, and he listens to me. Um, if I'm feeling awful, he'll adjust my training schedule and we are in contact all the time. So he and just does, he, does he have a Facebook coach. page we can link up? Yes. Yeah, we'll put that in the video as well so people can connect with the same person. Yep, Jacob White Endurance Training. That's his page you reach him at. Very cool. Well, Katie, thanks for taking some time to come here today and, and yeah. do this weekend update with us. And everyone else, again, the things we've talked about here, we'll try to link them up in the description below so you can connect with Katie for the women's ride. Um, this next week, we're going to have uh, Chad Hodges here talking about Wheeler so you can connect with the Wheeler schedule and see what's going on with that incredible practice race series. I'm a, I want to ask about the construction going on down yeah, there. See what that course is going to look like. <laughs> and we're going to have that update for you guys. And if you have any questions for Katie, she's going to be able to see any questions you might pepper into the comments below this video. So please, any questions you need, just connect there and we can uh, make sure we answer anything you need. Thanks for coming by, guys.